CLD Decatur Boy Music. Welcoming you to season three, episode 80. That's right, folks. We done made it all the way to 80. You know what I'm saying? Galleria, Houston, Atlanta, Decatur, the square. And I ain't talking L. Selma. I'm talking about where you get that Jenny's ice cream. Hey, you talking about. And this your boy, baby, brother, of that nigga me, aka COD. Decatur Boy Music, a.k.a. Big Tabby, a.k.a. Tabula Raza, a.k.a. Fifth of Five, Baby Boy, Second to None, Born to Be Number One. And you know, it ain't a party without my nigga piece. So I'm going to shut up and let him get off his aliases on this Wednesday beat. Talk to the people, Pete. It's your player partner. He, Henry Trotter the fourth, aka Home Run Trot, aka Frederick underscore Douglas. Please say the underscore. AKA Queen with the pen and with the lens. AKA Casino P. AKA your grandma's favorite house guest because when he walked through the door that boy got the manners we in this thing man yeah yeah episode 80 here, that's, here. Fire. that's fire that's yeah, fire 20 from the hundo big boy big marks big Big, big things. Hey, time, baby. Yeah, man. I ain't even gonna bear the lead. We ain't even gonna have no banter. We ain't even gonna read this and Kelly lead this team. We just gonna jump right into that. Flight day, team. Flight day, 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 is actually a combo give me some tv but it's more about 
the the connection point that consuming art provides. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because you know what I'm saying. Rare is the day where you stroll through the museum with your partner or with your lady, you know what I'm saying, on a regular basis and consume these different paintings and sit in these moments and exist in each other's aura and you bring in these different things and then you go have a cafe, maybe you're bliggity, you feel what I'm saying? It'd be like, what they do to your heart? You feel what I'm saying? So music and television in a lot of ways are the connection points for us with art where we go, this is how I was feeling, how you was feeling. Then we go to parties and we express ourselves through dance and through these different arts and shit. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, it really made me think about how good it feel when you recommend a show to somebody and they finally watch this shit. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, because... People got so much stuff going on in their life and everybody doing so many different things, man. Like, don't nobody be giving a fuck. And like, you could recommend a hundred shows out and like everybody you talk to, you recommend a different show that you think they would like because you consume different shit. You're like, oh, I know what you would like. You need to watch this or you need to watch that. And niggas would never watch that shit. <laughs> and uh, I had one of those moments and connection point with my big brother uh, where I had been telling this nigga to watch Stranger Things for the longest time. And um, we in the A. <clears throat> well, I'm in the Cater here in Marietta. <laughs> but we in the A, you feel what I said? And uh, the Stranger Things experience was, because it's filmed here, so they had like an actual warehouse set up where they set up the set and had all these different things and cool shit. And we could never, like, link up and take his uh, sons, my two nephews, through there because he was like, bro, I ain't never watched that shit. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? You know how cold that'll be, but I wanted to go by myself. Yes, I could go on a date, but that ain't really how I want to experience it. I want to geek out on some Comic-Con shit and do silly shit and recreate scenes from the show. <laughs> but, like, he called, he called me the other day. We was popping shit about workouts and different things. And out of the blue, he was like, oh, shit, man. I meant to tell you, man. I called you right after I finished episode one of Stranger Things. I said, oh, shit. And, like, the way that felt, felt good as hell. And I don't know what that sensation is. I don't know how to quite to articulate why it felt good. But it's this amazing show. I know I love, and he is starting his journey with it. And the way I think about time and space, like, you know what I'm saying? In the, in the, in the breath of the universe, we are here for a blink of an eye. So we are as close to everything we've ever done as we are to everything we will ever do. And these pieces of art, because they are time stamped, exist in a temporal infinite space where even if I watched it a year ago, when he watches it, he's going to experience, if I don't give spoilers and fuck up the storyline, he's going to experience these different things as he goes through this series. And I can expect a call after episode four, like, boy, boy, hell ain't no motherfucking joke. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know the moments he's going to start to love this character. This character going to pull something out of him emotionally and shit like that. And uh, 
I know it's also going to hit them in totally different ways than it hit me too. So I am going to relate to this show in a way I didn't before because now I'm going to share it with him. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So that's just a cool ass part of television, man. And I'm about to fall in love with Stranger Things all over again through the connection point that I had with my big bro. And I think about doing that shit. And that's a big part of why we do give me some TVs with you so that we can also do that and share that and fall deeper in love with this art through the audience. So I intro by talking about Stranger Things being this new connection point, but it's not going to be my give me some TV. I toss it to you for your thoughts on that concept and to share a little bit with the audience. Um, yeah, that's always. It's always fun, like even when you have folks who like you watching something and you didn't think it fell into the wheelhouse of somebody else. And like, they let you know, like, Hey man, you seen this? And you'd be like, hell yeah, I watched that man. Yeah. Me and the lady catch that, you know? So, um, like one of my partners, him, him and his lady, like they, uh, uh, I, I even give you what the show is. Um, real housewives of Potomac. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? What state is that? Uh, Virginia. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like it's uh it's uh <laughs> they said it's like P it's like a PG County type spot um in <laughs> in Virginia. And so I was like, man, I was I was watching some TV with the lady last night and blah blah blah. And Big Dog was like, uh, oh, you watched that? And then so it's that that connection point and being able to to chop it up, uh to chop it up about like what what's happening in the show and the, the characters and um like what we took from it and stuff so uh <laughs> i respect it man like I, I really respect it and there's and even on that that Did y'all too. go, man, you know how you know how your lady do, man. I only want to watch it, but you know, shout it. I just be trying to spend time. Y'all played that card, y'all actually nah, not like even y'all bro. Like, like yeah, like it's I talked to everybody who would listen about Scandal and then blamed it on my lady. <laughs> well, I, I let folks know that she introduced because I don't really watch TV a whole lot. Um, but out to I, I get like I'll pass by the TV while she watching something and like I'll get wrapped up in it and, and so it'll become like a show that like that's how I got wrapped up in the Love Island. Like I, I was like, man, what is this shit that I always keep hearing? Like these people with these weird accents keep arguing in the background, and so blowing me, <laughs> yeah, <it's Cart>. like, <laughs> mate, mate, <laughs> mate, uh, the bulb and taco. <laughs> and so she, uh, scrap on the vibe. That shit was. It's been like it. It, it has had me hooked ever since. Like I watched the first episode of that joint. Like I, I, I jumped in on a Bobby is a skewer, right? That's uh, that's Australians. Yeah, yeah. They, that's what they call a skewer, a Bobby. I, I think so. Shrimp on the Bobby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think it. Throw that thing on the hook. But uh, yeah, man. Like having these different reference points because of popular culture and having inside jokes. What Speaking of talk your shit. Uh, but yeah, even with uh, yeah, like so, like Love Island became a fan of that. Um, now like I'm a fan of the Good Place. Like I, I, I had no intention of watching that show at all. 
and now, <laughs> but I can't watch it before. Just I go to like, give me like, some I mean, headlines. I've been thinking TV. way, way too much about like the the conundrums they be in, like because the the people that they put in that show, like having the ethics philosopher, uh, the ethics professor in there, and like him going through like all of his the conundrums that he got to go through, uh, and like the the context that he give all the decisions and stuff like in the world we live in not only did they provide you the dynamicity of the human condition and the different characters they put in the good place they found a way to put ai in the good place and show its development yeah autonomous all-powerful ai it is genius finding a way to make that a character in and of itself before you ever play out a storyline is fantastic writing. Good. Yeah. Like that writer's room should have went and got drinks when they wrote Janet, bro. When they yeah. was when they storyboarded Janet's initial character arc. I don't know if they had the whole series in mind or what, but when Janet became a thing, it was like the portal gun for Rick and Morty. The possibilities became endless. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they did beautiful things with it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm in season two of that guy. Uh looking forward to the the back half of where I am now. I feel um, like I'm I'm getting even better and better at talking about stuff without ever talking about the plot lines, but getting people into the actual content. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm going to get serious about the movie channel, man. What you think? Oh, uh, I, I think it's, yeah, I, I, I don't. I'm going to start reviewing everything. I think everything. it's necessary. Yeah, I think it's, it's very necessary, especially with as much, <laughs> like, with all the movies that you consume. And yeah, like, man, I'm gonna just start doing them. I'm gonna sit in this thing and record. I'm gonna just record them and start posting yep. them shits. I'm gonna send them to uh the joint and have you do the write up, and you can watch them when they premiere for all I care. <laughs> and they just be the the length that they is. But yeah, Pete Gangy. So the crooks of this whole thing is, what is the current show that has captivated you that? Ain't like the thing that isn't. It ain't the Walking Dead or yeah. the today's fucking Breaking Bad. What Entourage was at a point. Like, think about all those different moments. Got um, Game of Thrones. All these different shit that captivated the consciousness and became the thing that niggas was recommending the fuck out of. Mm-hmm. What's your hidden gem right now? What's your shit that you recommend? Um, is it a movie? It don't have to be a TV show. It's, I would say it's two TV shows that I'm like really one I went back to, one I've been consuming because I'm about at that point in my life, and it's just a really show, a really interesting show to consume, whether you have an interest in it or not. Um, and that show is the parent test. It's a show on ABC where they have like 12 different parenting types and they have like either the couple or if the child is um, a child of a single parent, like they have them come on and like they, the other parents like 
three sets of parents sit on the front row and they take these parents through like different challenges of parenting and the back row is everybody else and like everybody else judge like well is this a good parenting style and like remember you're not judging the parents you're judging their style and and like if it's effective or not and like some of the challenges and shit and like see some me of the personally it, i'd have whooped his ass <laughs> do and, people and say got, shit and, like that in the testimonial yep, yep, okay yep. you said repeat that for the people's the, the parent test at abc on abc yeah and so if it was screaming it'll be on what uh peacock or disney plus hulu hulu okay we watch hulu. it on hulu yeah okay dig it dig it um but yeah, all right it's, so what's your second show that's a hell of a that's a hell of an introduction you got me intrigued and i got hulu so i'm gonna peep that what's your yeah. second one the second one is I'm, I'm i'm running back sex education it's a show that comes on netflix um it just finished up its third season uh, sex like bumping education ugly. yeah bumping bumping ugly education. yeah the horizontal mambo mm-hmm. and mambo it's uh, number five bumping uglies yeah yeah rubbing skins making twins and twins my bad man what's the name of that show sex education Yep, sex education, and that's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And it's what about, that's about fucking. It's yes and no. It's, <laughs> about, it's it is about sex, and like it teaches about sex through like the interactions of like the characters, and so one like the main character is, um, his kid's name his his name is Otis. And oh, man, you were supposed to give the people your porn name. It's the first pet you had in the street you grew up on. Tiny McCoy <laughs> on duty for sex education. <laughs> What's your porn name? Uh, Capone Kirkland. Kirkland. <laughs> hey, Tiny McCoy and Capone per- Perkland? Kirkman. Kirkman. Okay, Capone <laughs> Kirkman. That's how I like uh, a nigga who shoot who gon who Liam Neeson gon you know how I, this Sylvester Stallone got uh Michael B Jordan to keep the Rocky franchise going through Creed. Oh yeah, yeah. Like you, uh, Capone Kirkman would be the nigga who started found the shit to keep taking going. That sound like that Liam Neeson to task you to keep found going. You know what I'm saying? Found that bitch. Here she go. You feel that? She was lost, but now she found Capone Kirkman and found. But uh, yeah, you can make that a porno. Find that fucker. You feel that? <laughs> that the plot. That nigga P find the lost. Shit, you pay that nigga Peter find your lost your lost bees. She went to the Maldives. That nigga P find her on the yacht in the Turks and cakes and smash them cakes. <laughs> Capone Kirkman and found and fucked. Uh, <laughs> now I got to figure out what Tiny McCoy series gonna be. Tiny McCoy, he could be a detective too. Ooh, what are you gonna do? Tiny McCoy. Don't let the name fool you. That's his tag name. Oh, <laughs> his tagline. Tiny McCoy. Don't let the name fool you. Oh, man. That's Nigga it. Like a, this nigga's a magician. 
Say, oh man, now I'm thinking of all the taglines. <laughs> I'm a grower, not a shower. <laughs> Voila. Sorry, <laughs> McCoy. That's good fodder. Sex education on Netflix. Check that out. You know what? Fuck my recommendations. Uh, go watch Stranger Things. I keep my same thing that my brother just started watching. And uh, comment and bother us if you'd like for us to talk about it. And we're gonna be incorporating lives in here soon, man. So peep game and uh, gang gang. We're going to have, like, when some new shit drop on Netflix, we're going to cut it on at 8 o'clock on this day. And y'all can live watch it with the game. You feel? Give me some TV. But Pete. Yes, sir. Can I do you a favor? Man, what you going to do for me? Could I give you some headlines? Nigga, you. What the fuck? <laughs> can you give me some headlines? <laughs> I was confused. I said, wait a minute, this ain't how it go. <laughs> Who fucking up? Me or him? Uh, <laughs> he said, what you gonna do? What you got for me? What you oh. got for me? <laughs> One <a> time. One <laughs> <a> time. <laughs> Nigga, we on episode 80. Still the same old P. We gotta do that genuine remix. I don't give a fuck. Still <laughs> the same old P. P. Can I do you a favor? Man, is you gonna give me some headlines? Yes, sir. Headline number uno. Nah, I ain't on them Joe Burrows this week. He's smoking Philly blunts. <laughs> Headline number dose. Is Patty Mahomes on the way to being the GOAT? And are the Chiefs on their way to being a dynasty? Headline number Trace. Damn, that Jalen Hurts. But that boy played good. Which one you want? Uh, let me know if you want me to go back through them things. <laughs> oh. I'm going to go with the GOAT, man. I'm going to go with the GOAT. And smoking on your burr. Smoking on your burr. All right. And that headline, <laughs> no that headline actually had a ghost headline. And it's uh was Patty Mahomes perking Mahomes in the second half. <laughs> <laughs> so he has chosen to talk about this year's Super Bowl through headline number two. Is Patty Mahomes on the way to being the GOAT and are the Chiefs on their way to being the dynasty? Backslash was Patty Mahomes perking Mahomes in the second half. Pete, talk to me about the Super Bowl and Patty Mahomes, man. Um, and for anyone not in the know, the Kansas City Chiefs won their second Super Bowl in franchise history, the third one that they've been to in the past five years, quarterback by Patrick Mahomes and coached by Andy Reid. First Super, uh, first Super Bowl appearance, I believe. I forget who the uh, coordinator was for that one, but the past two have been Eric Bieniemy, and Eric Bieniemy won his first Super Bowl as an offensive coordinator. Black actors, shouts out to the homie man. And if you watch, give me some headlines last week, then you already knew the score was gonna be thirty eight, thirty five, because it was predicted by your boy. You feel what I'm saying? Talk your shit, Pete, because I did Shouts talk. out. Shouts out. 
Um, I see how this thing. Oh, is they set, beat though. the Philadelphia Eagles. I ain't even say who they played. <laughs> yeah, no birds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, shouts out to my dog. The one I wanted to pick was uh, I, I like to give. Obviously, I'm I feel very strongly about my Alabama quarterbacks. Um, nah, nah, you pick Patty. Follow yeah. the format. You can talk about that at the after bath. Talk about Patty <laughs> first. I see how this thing is shaping out for Patty, man. And it's about to be a Jordan LeBron conversation. Um, like th- this is shaping out a whole lot. Like there was a little bit of overlap between like their careers and like now you're going to get Patty in. Like, well, Tom Brady lost in the, the big game a couple times to one specific quarterback. Uh Mm-mm. But like this is kind of lining up like that, like they need that argument. And what what Buddy has done in the past five years, in my opinion, he already to go. Because if you look at Tom Brady's years, like he only really led the league in quarterback stats that year he had Randy Moss. Like that's the year where he really showed out. May I um, interject, my guy? Yeah, yeah. Tom Brady's best season the year he's speaking of, I believe it was either 2007 or 2008. Yeah, 2007. Mm -hmm. Passing yards, 4,806. The Patrick Mahomes season I am going to read you was his first year starting. 5,097 yards. Tom Brady passing touchdowns with Randy Moss, 50. Patty Mahomes, first year starting. 50. Tom Brady, yards per pass, 8.3. Patty Mahomes, 8.8. Passer rating, 117.2. Patty Mahomes, 113.8. Tom Brady's best year was Patrick Mahomes' first year as a starter. Yeah, and so in and we he also talking about MVP we also we also talking about the AFC Championship game that year. And if not for Tom Brady in his motherfucking bag, he make a Super Bowl that year. Yeah, and we also talk about uh, if not for Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes win a Super Bowl his first year. <laughs> yeah. So 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 yeah, yeah. I think he yeah. I, I already like. I don't need to see no more. I mean, we, we, we look at other Hall of Fame quarterbacks, first ballot Hall of Fame quarterbacks who haven't gotten there yet. Peyton Manning, he has two, but it took him some, it took him his entire career to get two. You got before Drew Brees, Tom Brady, only got one. Before Tom Brady, you only needed two Super Bowls to be in the GOAT conversation because yeah. the only person who had four was Joe Montana. But they still said Steve Young. Nah, he not in the GOAT conversation, though, because they give the credit to the team. Pre-free agency, they were able to stack Hall of Famers in a way that took a little bit of credit away from dynasties individually. The running backs don't get GOAT running back status. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Shit like that. Receivers don't because they had all the best receivers. You know what I'm saying? But said all that to say this. You made you made me lose myself. 
the fuck were you talking about? Um, goat, goat talk. Uh, Tom Brady. Oh, um, nah, still not there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll say that. Help me figure out the fuck I'm finna say real quick, nigga. Uh, we was talking about we we segue from the all the quarterbacks with two comp with two. Oh yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Super Bowls would be considered Steve to go. Young, John Elway, Ben Roethlisberger. I hate to say it, Eli Manning, <laughs> Peyton Manning. These guys only got the two. You feel what I'm saying? So yeah. when you start talking about greatest of all time, two is where we start the conversation. So you can say he need more before you end it, but it's time to have that motherfucker. <laughs> That's what I'm saying definitively. It is time to start talking that shit. Yeah. And when number two is his third appearance, and it's only been five years, and his worst year, was an overtime loss in the AFC championship game and 12 wins, he going to make the playoffs. And every one of them has led to a home AFC championship game so far. That means more often than not, he going to be a game away from the Super Bowl. This will yeah. not be the last one we see him in. No, it won't be, especially with the guy he got calling the plays. <laughs> like, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> Bruh. He like the perfect mix between the two quarterbacks who Andy Reid turned up the best with. You had squares, pocket ass Donovan McNabb who would scamper when he had to. And he transitioned from him to Michael motherfucking Vic in Philly. And now he got Patty motherfucking Mahomes who got that touch that Donovan had, but he got that downfield arm that Vic had. It don't come out like a rocket, but he can put that bitch in the way he need to down there. You feel what I'm saying? And his transition, like the four quarterbacks that Andy Reid has had. And feet crazy. The four quarterbacks that Andy Reid, I think, has had in his career. He only had four quarterbacks in like his time as a head coach, I think. Donovan McNabb, Michael Vick, Alex Smith, and now Patrick Mahomes. When he first got to Philly, the nigga who was his coordinator who went back to Philly was a quarterback. That nigga, uh, Doug Peterson, was a quarterback in Philly. Oh, for real? Mm-hmm. Okay. He was dookie, okay. though. That's why he drafted. And that's why, that's why they had the number two pick, because Doug wasn't the guy. <laughs> that's, why, that's why I didn't feel bad. Like, when you said, like, when you talked about how... I'm a real Eagles fan. Like, I know. You didn't, oh, yeah, used to when be. you said... <clears throat> You didn't rock with the Eagles because of the way they handled the Andy Reid situation. I was like, but look where he ended up because of that. Like, he ended up in a place where he ended up there because he Andy Reid. But I'm saying people don't know because they ended up in a better better situation. It first was a far better situation. His first Super Bowl was offensive coordinator for Brett Favre in Green Bay under Mike Holmgren, you understand me? Andy Reid been dialing it up. You just ain't knowing. I did know who he was back I'm then. talking about My, you in oh, the Royal Sense, the audience. Oh, I was about to say, America. Yeah, Shouts out to Bernie Mac. I'm talking to the audience. Yeah, yeah it's, hella, it's, it's hella footage of Brett Favre hugging the hell out of Andy Reid. Uh, he looked like Holmgren, though. He do. So niggas might not assume that was a different month, different walrus. They was both in Green Bay wearing them <laughs> same coats. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he got more 
he got more power when when he went to Kansas City and was in a position to get the, the who about to be the goat because it, like, my friend and this boy got that dog in him. I wouldn't like, be surprised if he's not happier. You know, the barbecue, a little bit warmer climate, more control over the organization. He was able to bring his boy in before. You know, what I'm saying tragedy, rest in peace. But nigga, look at Philly. Not having control wouldn't have hurt him. They making fantastic decisions in the front office in Philly. (laughs) He wouldn't have been hurt. Yeah, I mean, he wouldn't have been hurt. Because had he had the receiving core they had in that bitch Carson Wentz pre-injury, he'd have been just as good as he was running a base down version of his offense with a play caller who stood next to him while he called the plays in Kansas City. He was doing that with Alex Smith and got him the job in Philly. You see what I'm saying? He was winning 14 games, 12 games, 13 games with Alex Smith. He just couldn't get deep in the playoffs because it was Alex Smith, and he turned into a pumpkin at 12 o'clock. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, when it's winning time, he wasn't that guy. No, not at all, not at all. All right, but now we done buried the lead. Let's talk about Wesley Snipes, man. Let's talk about the 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 Houston native Alabama transfer. And I hate that they buried Oklahoma completely as if they weren't a huge part of his maturation, one year or not. You feel they are a fourth of his collegiate experience. And they deserved a little bit of love in the Super Bowl coverage, but they ain't getting mentioned at fucking all. Yeah, <laughs> so shouts out to the Sooners, man. No, they did a little. Uh, they did a little montage of like his journey. I remember that that shit vividly. They talked about Oklahoma. They definitely talked about him. It was now. Nah, it wasn't. It wasn't in length, but it was. They they did touch on it. <laughs> they touched on it like a Catholic preacher. No Harvey Weinstein. That yeah. was up, man. But talk your shit by Jalen, man. I give you the floor. Man, that boy went off, man. man. He showed out. He snapped, bro. Like. From, from the word go, man, like there was nothing more that he could have done that, like, I mean, bruh, like I watched that game, every snap of that game. Like I, we was picking up food when the game started and like I was listening to you it. You could have like, that fried chicken. We ain't gonna, we ain't gonna, we gonna keep it all the way thugging 100. You feel me? You could have not ate that fried chicken. That ball wouldn't have. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah sir. He, he had one mistake and that cost them the game. Yeah. And I, yeah. And I, you know said, well, nothing that was, that was the, the comment, but it was the, it was the turning point because they was, was burying it. They was, they was, it wasn't it was that close. scene in Step Brothers <laughs> where Brendan had that nigga in the hole. He's like, Brendan, what are you doing? He's <laughs> like, the fuck you look like? Dude? Yeah, yeah, like the, the one turnover in the game ended up being one of the, like, it was, a, it was huge because they was driving, like, no, like, fourth and one. They was, they was running quarterback sneaks on fourth and three. They <laughs> gave us a perfect Super Bowl, bro. It is the first yeah. time in NFL history in the conference championship or NFL Super Bowl that someone lost after scoring 35 points. And no matter who lost, Patty or Jalen, one of them would have been the first person to lose after putting up 35 in a conference championship or the Super Bowl. 
that's how good both of them played. Yeah. First time in history, bro. Both of them niggas played good enough to win is what that tell me. One of them had to lose. Bro went for three. And they gave us a class. Total yards, four total touchdowns, and his team <laughs> was on the on the wrong side of it. But yeah, Patty was on them perkies, man. He oh, he on, definitely was, man. Was his eyes was jumping out of his head. And it's a reason why they sent Travis Kelsey. They sent Travis Kelsey to be the speaker for Patty after that Super Bowl. That tell me everything I need to know. Forget how how, how he was playing. Forget how locked in he was. That boy was 13 or 14 in the second half. If anybody been on them things, they know that tongue get the waggling. And y'all seen him after every completion running downfield, he out there. <laughs> them eyeballs get the bulging and if you seen him on the sideline that boy could not sit still you feel what he I'm in, saying he, he felt invincible bro like he, when he ran that ball look at, look at how he got he, up after that when sack when I seen him throw that ball oh look at how he, he got up after that sack and then look up look at how he got up after running 35 yards downfield and getting tackled from behind that nigga <laughs> hold up hold up hold up first of all first of all he didn't get sacked once <laughs> But excuse me, the, the the ankle tackle when yeah. he scrambled in the first half that led to the <gasps> moment for everybody who was uh watching the yeah. game. You feel what I'm saying? He didn't get sacked, correct? My bad. That Dude's whole fat. that whole pill was at that angle. <laughs> Bro, I tell you, because yeah, once that angle man. got once it got twisted in the first half, that whole he, he, like man, what happened to my pill? Like it was thirteen. I just popped a thirteen. Perk 30, I just popped a perk 30. He said, perk 60, I just popped two perk 30s. <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah, man. P. Yes, sir. Could I do your favor? Man, go ahead and give me some headlines. All right, man. I got some headlines for you, P. Come on with it. I'd have kicked your ass. That's my best Bill Russell impersonation. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? All right. The second headline is, and for the audio cast, I'm flipping them the bird. And uh, the third headline is, Bill Russell's NBA Today, part one. Let's go with the third headline. Bing, 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 bing. You're welcome, audience, because you have just been thrust into what we at Give Me Some Headlines call by the name of Bill Russell's NBA Today. And it all centers around the universe of someone who all too often is left out of the GOAT conversation. Mr. Bill motherfucking Russell. One of the baddest men never walked the face of this earth. Pete, can you pull up his accolades for me as I introduce this concept to the people? Sure will. Bill Russell played for the Boston Celtics. And when you hear them talk about the 17 championships they won... Just know 
that very few of them go to the player that they talk about as the greatest in franchise history. 11 of those 17 belong to Bill Russell. And oftentimes, the thing that is used to discredit this man's greatness and his dominance is the statement that, come on, you know it was a different NBA at that time. It was only like 18. And we here at Give Me Some Headlines are going to make it very clear to you why that is the dumbest fucking shit anyone could ever say. It don't make a lick of fucking sense like you think it do. If you've ever heard it and said, well, they got a good point. No, the fuck they don't. And here's why. If the NBA only had eight teams and it was Bill Russell's NBA today, there would only be 16 point guard roster spots. Depending on if a team decided to carry three guards or bigs were where they prioritized. But we at Give Me Some Headlines are going to paint the clear picture for you of what the league would look like today if it was Bill Russell's NBA. And then you tell me if you think any of these motherfuckers are so special as an individual that on these rosters we about to construct that one of these motherfuckers, if there were only eight teams, there are 32, four times as many teams. So three-fourths of the league is about to be out of a job. Three-fourths of the league is about to be out of a job, and it is going to be the top 25% of the NBA those are the rosters we are about to construct. Bill Russell's NBA today will be the top 70 mother, excuse me, the top 96 players, 12-man roster, eight teams, less than 100 NBA players, the best 96 hoopers in the world. That will be Bill Russell's NBA today. Tell me one of these motherfuckers winning 11 out of 13 championships. Talk to the people, P. Bill Russell. We're going to start off with the really big one. Hall of Fame. <laughs> 13 years in the NBA. 13. 12-time All-Star. 11-time NBA champion. 5-time MVP. 1968. These bitches talking about getting snubbed right now. Y'all ain't going to have jobs when we done. Y'all bitching about not making the all-star team. He made it 12 years out of 13 with only eight teams. Only 16 other power fours for people to consume. And every year, except for one, he was one of, if not the best in the NBA. Talk to the people, Pete. 68-69 all-defensive team. Four-time Rebound champion, 11-time All-NBA, 62-63 All-Star MVP, NBA 75th anniversary team. But he not the GOAT. But he not the GOAT, though. 
because it was only 18 teams and only 72 roster spots when he won 11 out of 13. Michael Jordan is talked about as the GOAT when he didn't win a championship until the expansion era, when the league added six teams, meaning they added 72 roster spots. And it went from being the most elite 200 and some niggas to the best 300 niggas in the world. It is the exact opposite of what Bill Russell had to win a championship in. And Bill Russell won 11 out of 13. Michael Jordan didn't win one until they added 72 roster spots and spread it out to talent. A team had one or two dynamic players. There were no big threes, and the Bulls had four Hall of Famers. That's the NBA he existed in. They added 72 roster spots, and we about to carve out an NBA today, Bill Russell's NBA today, where there are only 96 NBA players. Don't talk to me about Jordan being the GOAT and not mention motherfucking Bill Russell. We about to explain exactly why that shit dumb today. Talk to the people, P. Yeah, man. Um, And I'm not even gonna lie. I used to be one of those people who thought, bro, that was an easier NBA, but it was not. It was a concentration of talent. Like, everybody was jumbled up together. Facts. Niggas gonna have to talk that shit. Niggas gonna have to give Bill Russell here respect around here. You feel what I'm saying? Opening up a notepad right now so we could type. It's not gonna be good if I type it on the computer. I'm gonna just do it on my phone. <laughs> but P man, we finna carve it out, man. We gonna bury the lead this week right here. We gonna be carving out who make these eight teams, and in the interim time in between now and next week, we gonna come up with eight team names and carve out Bill Russell's NBA today. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Name them after all. Black folks from history, you know what I'm saying? The, the Muhammad Ali floating butterfly, but uh, float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. Uh, the Muhammad Ali, uh, bumblebees. I don't know. We gonna figure it out. You feel? <laughs> <laughs> but P, yeah, yeah, I think the best way to do this thing is to is to treat it dead ass like we GM in this thing, and this shit. Just pick the pick the pick the point guards, bro. And I don't need no D nigga like that. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. But that's how clear it is, bro. If you can't name 16 point guards, the niggas we could name really wouldn't have a job. They'd put a different nigga we could name on the team and just run with one point guard. <laughs> like the team that had Yoke wouldn't carry three point guards. They carry two, maybe. Cause Yoke handling the ball. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah, man, talk your shit, man. Uh, and, and, and I get them ready for the segment. I'm about to pull up the 100 best NBA players. So yeah, uh, this is a, it's an interesting concept. Like, very, very interesting concept. And I wonder, when we started talking about it, like, this is a completely different argument. But I was, man, who would, what eight markets would get these teams like what eight markets would I want to see these teams in because now you're losing you're losing 24 cities with an NBA team now 
Damn, so you want to start by drafting the city before the point guard. <laughs> I like this. All right. First overall draft pick. I ain't even going to cap. If you got two teams, you're definitely getting one team. I'm going to go with Los Angeles. They definitely getting a team. That That's fair. That makes sense. And, this is, and we'll draft the people to these teams. We'll give them names later. Yeah, and I definitely, like, it is – even though I live in one of the biggest or four markets in the, the United States, you got to go to the other side of the country. It, it's got to be some beef between the two. We going with New York. We, we You got to. Okay, so New York. But yeah, man, y'all got three. You got the Mavericks, you got the Rockets, and you got San Antonio. So I'm going to just go with the one in the middle. And I'm going to say Houston would get a team and Dallas would come down. San Antonio would come up. Yeah? Yeah, that worked. Um, All right, so Houston get a team. So we got California, New York, Texas. Who else get a team? Oh, man, you can't have – you got two of the most athletic states represented. You can't leave out the third, and you got to go to the the most glitz and glamour city in that state. So we're going to take it down to Miami. They get a team. Yeah, plus they follow the two-team rule. You got Miami and Orlando down there. Yeah. Is there a third? Um, I know it is in baseball. Ah, moving on. Yeah, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> you got Miami, Tampa, and Jacksonville in football. Anyway, mm-hmm. <clears throat> Los Angeles, New York, Houston, Miami. Man, we got an international airport. Y'all ain't going to hate on us. What about Atlanta, bro? Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. That makes sense. Yeah, Atlanta, we got a team. Shit. So that's one, two, three, four, five. We got three more states getting a team. The South is represented. Everybody in the Southeast can get the games. Let's be realistic. Yeah. NBA got to touch the Midwest market. Got to go to Chicago. Yeah, I'm going Chicago. Chicago. It's a Chicago. huge media market, and I don't want beef. I ain't trying to get drilled. No in though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, but I feel like I, I'm I'm I don't know how other people feel about the city as a yeah. city to visit. I love Chicago as a city to visit. Like I've been, been blessed with the opportunity. Uh, yeah, Chicago fire, bro. It I is feel fire. like we could take care of a lot of the Midwest with Colorado. Not I mean the West West, excuse me, Northwest. Okay. Cause Seattle would come down. Uh, the old Wisconsin nights would come down. The, the old cheesy Green Bay, and yeah, I think I think Colorado. Okay. Oh shit, Green Bay got a twenty-year wait on their motherfucking tickets, though. Could we really not have a team that? Oh, we oh this this ain't football. I'm tripping, tripping. Yeah, this ain't football. Yeah. So fuck the Nuggets. We talking Midwest? Who got the most rabid fan base, man? So we got Shib high my Chicago. Probably Utah. Oh wow, Quakers! Not State. even, not even, not even trying like the Mormons out there. They go up. If I have the place that I've heard NBA legends talk about the most, oh, is Utah. I don't mean to be a dick, but can that be the worst team in the league? And we put the last people that make the list, and we make them the Utah ass because that would That's be the worst I, team in the league. Man, I was gonna, I was gonna put, yeah, I was gonna say you gotta have enemies in the league. So I was on the Yes. Yeah, definitely. You got to have people in the league that the league hate. So I was going to say, uh, and we hate ba- Boston has to have a team. <laughs> That's the team that the Draymond Greens would make. 
<laughs> Your video cut out. Yeah. I had to spit. Oh, okay. <laughs> we need one more team. <laughs> the audio cut too, Nick. Profession. So you got a team that I feel like you gotta have. So we right now we in LA, we in New York, we in Houston, we in Miami, we in Chicago, we in Atlanta, Atlanta, Utah. Man, what other city can we go to? What other city can we go to? What other city? I feel like I think I know this answer. Like I feel like I know this answer. DC. Oh. No, bro. What are we talking about? So we got LA and we got Utah. And then we got the Midwest. Ooh. It's a team that don't even have a team. It, I mean it's a city that don't even have an NBA team right now. But Where I don't feel it? like you I don't feel like you change can not, the game. Change the, change game. the game. Nigga, let's go to Vegas. Oh <laughs> party boy. Las Vegas. We'll put all the malcontents who nice on that team. <laughs> James Harden's. Yeah, Lonzo yeah. Ball. <laughs> I mean, gang, uh, gang. LaMelo hey, Ball. <laughs> oh, man. It's about to be dope. All right, peace. So we're going to alternate, man. It goes Los Angeles, New York, Houston, Miami, Atlanta, Chicago, Vegas, Utah. Because... I want you to be able to draft Houston. You go first and get Los Angeles. I go New York, Miami, Las Vegas. You get to it. Well, we'll do it together for real, for real. Los Angeles, man. Got the first overall pick drafting Bill Russell's NBA today. This shit going to be time. Bill Russell's NBA today. We drafting the point guards and we're going to choose the team names as we go. And I guess as they get their identities, you feel what I'm saying? We're going to pop this thing off, man. So, Pete. Yeah, yeah. Who is the first overall pick to the Los Angeles Ballerinas? This is going to be hella blasphemous and controversial in the black community <laughs> during Black History Month. <laughs> first, The first point guard, Luka Doncic. That nigga a point guard? I thought he was a small forward. <laughs> yeah, point guard. If I'm not mistaken, Lucas a point guard. This Bill Russell's NBA today. Fuck it. We're going <laughs> to draft him to do the job we want him to do. That's going to fuck people up. Luka Doncic. Niggas going to be mad at that. The first overall <laughs> pick in Bill Russell's NBA today is Luka Doncic at point guard. <laughs> That's funny. I spelled the name crazy. I spelled this shit D O N C I C. I spelled Donkic. You got it right. D O N C I C. Oh, God dang. Okay. Well, I'm going to keep it popping there, man. And I think this would have been a crazy NBA had this happened. But shit, Steph Curry to the motherfucking New York Scribbles. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Steph Chef Curry, man. The New York, the New York real hill poppers. <laughs> <laughs> the real big boppers here you talk about and we draft into the positions they play man fuck this yeah, yeah. positionless basketball this is real if the third pick ain't who I think it is I'm gonna be furious P who the uh, and come up with the name just make up fake names until one to one it's improv so come up with the Houston <laughs> name as you draft 
Um, ooh. The huge, ooh, that's nice. So we're going to go with they the Rockets now, which is. We're going to fuck around and make these jerseys and sell them one day. Oh, man. Bud, what's that motherfucking name up in Tennessee? What's what's cuz name up in Tennessee? The owner of the uh the Titans. Bud Sealy. It ain't Bud. That's that's the baseball dude. I, I was thinking Bud Sealy too. I think Damn. it's baseball. I'm not I don't know. Whatever I don't his know name is. He ain't got no he ain't got no naming rights on another league. We going Houston Oilers. You a dick. <laughs> We go up with the Houston, the Houston basketball Oilers, uh, and because they oiled up, we gotta go to Black Man this time. John Morant, come to Houston, baby boy. Goodness gracious, come to Houston, baby boy. I put a high Morant. <laughs> we got a high Morant to the Houston Oilers, baby. Nobody could claim confusion on the copyright. We play basketball. I and history is a funny thing. It repeats itself to the Miami feet, the Miami Rex Ryans, <laughs> the Miami Scams, oh, the the Miami Zoes. That might be the one. The Miami Zoes. You got you got yeah, the nice. Chiefs, the Indians, all these different teams. That shout out different people from the land the miami zoes i might write that down that might be a yeah. keeper yeah. Miami you might need to make these jerseys for real Shouts out to the <laughs> haitians um lebron james little baby jesus lbj lebron james at point Is guard point guard you got damn right oh, best point man. guard in best point guard in bill russell's nba I, 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 today I, I, I cannot argue with it <laughs> best point guard in bill russell's nba today damn, i'm sorry <laughs> I'm sorry, Houston. I should have brought Braun here. <laughs> <laughs> you can draft whatever you want to here. You talking uh, about? No, nah, we good. We got Ja. Ja good. Ja good money. Oh, yeah. He going to turn up. Is that? Y'all yeah, below sea yeah. level. He going to be floating out that bitch. Yeah. Who going to to uh, Atlanta, man? And what, what what's the team name you throwing out there? Uh... <laughs> Atlanta. The Atlanta. Oh man, we we hold one seed though. We did. I can read you uh, some of the top point guards in the NBA. You got Stephen Curry, Dame Lillard, Russ Westbrook, Kyrie oh, Irving. We... Yeah, man, we gonna get y'all brother Kyrie. Burn, 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 burn. Feel the silence, nigga. I'm doing the typing. <laughs> nah, nah, it's funny watching you do it. Because <laughs> I, I, uh, I had all-time NBA history instead of uh, today. And I was going to read an old-ass name. <laughs> I apologize to uh, to New Orleans also, man. Um, I had to put that team out in Vegas, though. That was that would have been the uh, the eighteen. Boy, I, I thought you was gonna go New Orleans so that Bama could yeah. get all. Oh God, I was gonna let you do it. That's why I threw it to you yeah. for the final team. You yeah. had the power. He was owner of the team. He was NBA 50, 50 commissioner and could have given you a team, New Orleans. 
So when that thunderstorm hits you and you don't have a team in Bill Russell's NBA today, you got to travel to Atlanta and just be fans with us. Blame P. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, Blame P it. when y'all got about it. We get New Orleans over here in Houston. We get all, we get all that fandom ship over here. All right, well, blame people. You got to drive up five hours to Houston. Shy side. I know the road trip. I be at that face. Shy side to me. I'm in y'all area. I love both of y'all. Uh, but right now, we going to slide on up to she. I be high my Kiago Bills. You feel what I'm talking about? Mm. And even though I hate his guts, because Chicago got storied history, and even in our fake NBA, he'd have a lot of pressure to perform. I'm going to put Chris Paul punk ass up now. <laughs> mm, okay. Fuck Chris Paul. We're going to put him I in. Thought gonna go nah, with, my I thought going to go with somebody. No, nah, no, nah, we're going to wait. I know where I'm going to put Chris Paul. Never mind. I take that back. Fuck Chris Paul. I know where I'm going to put him. <laughs> I know exactly where you go. I was like, I, that's, <laughs> I can't believe he, he would give Chris Paul that honor. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I fucked up. I'm going to put, uh, this going to confuse the shit out of niggas, man. Oh, nah, I don't want to put him there. Can I draft to Vegas? Can I skip Chicago? I'll, I'll, I I can put somebody in Chicago. Bet, bet. I want to put LaMelo Ball in Las Vegas. That's who I want. Yeah, that's who I would love to go to Las Vegas. LaMelo Ball to the motherfucking Las Vegas. The Las Vegas locals. Hey, you talking about... <laughs> I put Lamelo local the the Las Vegas dice game, <laughs> Las Vegas dice game, Las Vegas CeeLo's. Ooh, the Las Vegas CeeLo greens. Ooh. Bring it back. Ooh, the LCRs. <laughs> that, that would be oh yeah, that would be hard as a shoe though. The CeeLo's. Ooh man, so we gonna make them the Las Vegas CeeLo's because that's a yeah. dice game. <laughs> yeah. Las Vegas CeeLo. Gotta make the jersey green. And then that's how we shout out the uh the uh good him up. Las Vegas CeeLo. LaMelo Ball. IP. So who you putting in Chicago, man? I was vexed, bruh. It's some good ass point guards, bro. But getting to where we got like I feel like this dude, I feel like this dude is like their type of guy. Uh Dane Lillard. Dame Lillard, you gonna put Dame in Chicago? Yeah, I feel like Dame is he don't run from the grind, and I feel like Chicago a grind city. I respect that. I respect that. Well, we ain't gonna bury the lead, man. We gonna put Chris Paul right on the Utah ass. <laughs> we gonna put him right on the Utah ass, the captain. CP three to six That's weeks. Got. Utah got. ass, right out That's there with Dwayne got. Wade. He know what to do with it. Less they got. <laughs> he was born to be captain of the Utah ass and Bill Russell's NBA today. Is it born a leader? <laughs> Yo, we circling back around, man. All right, just to run through it right quick for the people, man. Number one overall pick, that nigga Pete put Luka Doncic to LA. New York got Steph Curry. Houston came off the top rope at three with John Morant. And everything came full circle with old man Braun going back to the Miami Zoles. Atlanta picked up Kyrie Irving. Chicago got Dame Lillard. The Las Vegas Celos went and picked up LaMelo Ball. And the Utah ass 
had to get Chris Paul. Pete, who is Atlanta making their backup point guard? Their current point guard is, give me that again. Luka Doncic. Luka, nah. I'm sorry. Who is Los Angeles? Los Angeles. Okay, I got you. I got you. Are we gonna do snake? Are we gonna do snake draft? Since since you since you are we gonna make Utah ass? They gonna we gonna make them the caboose again? The NBA just go in the same order, don't they? They do. They do. It being Russell NBA today, baby. Los Angeles (laughs) second round pick. (laughs) All right. Uh, I got a name in mind, but I don't want to put him out there. I think he. Do you want to snake him. it since this is kind of fantasy? Yeah, yeah, we'll snake it. Go ahead, because I want somebody I, I believe will beat up Chris Paul. To be honest, <laughs> 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 and it makes sense because it's cold where they are. Ice Trey Young, the Utah ass. <laughs> wow. <laughs> You gonna do that to my dog, bro? You gonna put him I on believe, the Utah ass? I like him, but I, I feel like <laughs> I, I want to see the drama. I feel like he would beat up Chris Paul. <laughs> That's crazy. I can't believe this guy not on the roster, man. But maybe you see him as a shooting guard. But I feel like if he gonna be, you a better point put him in. Guard? You better put. You better put his ass in Vegas if, I, if, if, if it is who I think you put, who I think it is. Uh, the place where you go and get diamonds, the beers, the beards, James Harden, hey, you talking yeah, about you to the motherfucker, yeah, the Las Vegas Celos. You already know I had to do it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Shouts out to the boy Wiz Khalifa with the residency out there in Vegas, man. I know James Harden and the homie gonna connect. Hey, you talking about? So the Las Vegas Celos got LaMelo Ball and James Harden. P, who gonna be up there backing up Dane Lillard in Chicago? This is another fight that I, I can't wait to see. And like, I wish this was all real. Stephen Curry. He on the Los Angeles team. Oh, oh, he is? Yeah, he already been drafted. He was my first pick. I thought Luca was first overall to LA. My bad. He ain't on LA. He, he, in, he, in, he in New York. York. He in New York. He, he in New York. He in New York. Okay. Yeah, he is in New York. Uh Chicago. Let's go. Another guy who I think is tough as nails. Um De'Aaron Fox. Aaron Fox. Okay. That's a damn good yeah. pick. You putting him in Chicago with Dame Lillard? Yeah, yeah. He got that dog in him, man. <laughs> Boy, he got, he that, got that dog in him. Damn. Okay. So this guy backing up Kyrie Irving, who crazy with it. And that nigga there, he not, he not really coming off the court. Not for real, for real. <laughs> So this nigga got to be cool with not playing and just doing dirty shit. So who's going to make sure that the point differential good when he come off the floor? I'm looking at all the starting teams in the NBA, bro. Some in me just won't let Marcus Smart make Bill Russell's NBA today. (laughs) (laughs) Everything in me want to pick Marcus Smart, man. 
Uh, man, like he dead ass the first name that come to mind. I'm gonna just look at the list of teams because I can't say Marcus Smart. Who the fuck is the yet. Mavericks point guard? Luca. He is that nigga is not their point guard. No. <laughs> he is their point guard. Who bro. the niggas point guard? Is Jamal Murray a point guard? Um, I think he may be. I think he might. Uh, I think Jamal Murray is. I think Jamal Murray is a point guard. I think I want to say he handled the rock out there. The NBA not helpful. That shit just say guard. Uh, fuck. Talk a little bit. Let me think about this. I am because uh, I'm trying to figure out who the NBA starting point guards are. That's and what I'm I trying to figure out, bro. No like, clue. There's no comprehensive um, list, bro. Everything I searched got legends on. Legends of the Hidden Temple. All right. All right. If they're popping up on the list and then you see Gary Payton next, you in the wrong area. Is Mike Connolly the jazz starting point guard? Ooh. I think he got traded recently, if I'm not mistaken. Here you go. Check the chat. I got you. I put the uh, link in there. So currently we got a uh, day. Ooh, shouts out to my man up there playing with uh Greek Freak. You gonna go with Rue? Yeah, man. I'm gonna go ahead and shout out the homie, man. He get to play in Bill Russell's NBA today. And he got no ego. He a great defender. And he could play off ball if they on the court at the same time. Cause they young saying in the shooting situation, closing out. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to spell the nigga name. J. Rue Holiday, man. It's Atlanta, man. Okay. Jamal Murray is a point guard also. Fuck. <laughs> he deserved to be a starter somewhere. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, okay, so is. you put Ice Tray on the Miami Zoles? I put Ice Tray on the uh, Utah Azes. Why? Because I want to see him fight Chris Paul. I put him with LeBron James. Nah, he ain't not there. What's that nigga first name? Um. Ice Trey, it's Trey. T R A E. Trey Young. Okay, Young. I'm true. Oh, you thought that was his last name? I don't know what I thought. <laughs> okay, so I put the J. Rue Holiday in Atlanta. Who going to Miami? Um. Go ahead and put the boy Murray with that nigga, man. You go know ahead. that nigga. That's wrong. fine. That's fine. Yeah. Boom. I'm cool Jamal Murray. I got two picks. You can get two. So Jamal Murray to the Miami Zoles with LeBron James. I like that. That boy could drive yeah. 50. Yeah. That's a bit. Uh, All right. So who going to Houston with uh you got Houston and New York you get to pick for? So you pairing somebody with John Moran in Houston and somebody in New York with Steph Curry. Choose wise. So somebody in New York and then somebody in Houston. So the Houston guy, yeah, uh, my man's getting no run. Marcus Mark getting no run in our NBA, bro. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'm sorry, not our NBA, Bill Russell's NBA. Today. Um, now, is everybody healthy in this NBA? Can I make a choice based on everybody being healthy? Yeah, why not? Fuck it. Okay. Ball out. 
that that makes sense also man that give bitch luca is a point guard check you out yeah give me lonzo oh shout out to the game he's a superstar but he deserved to he be is, in the man. yeah where he playing with the score he, he here in houston he wearing he here in houston with with your, with your dog Damn. me and lonzo gonna be good friends i respect it i feel like i typed his name already didn't we put him in vegas Nah, that's that's uh Lamelo. Okay, that, that little mellow, Lamelo, <laughs> the Celos. He out there with the Celos. That's a vet, man. Who you putting in New York with the shelf? Um, this guy's been playing incredible ball this year, man. And I cannot, I will not find a reason to leave him out. Darius Garland, the Cleveland point guard. Wow. This nigga put Darius Garland in Bill Russell's NBA today. I know it's people who gonna hear that and be like, are you fucking kidding me? Because it's 32 teams. Somebody point guard not making this NBA. You feel what I'm saying? And they gonna be Dude. like, the Cavaliers? <laughs> Bro, the Cavaliers is balling. They need to quit hating. Wow, so I got the last pick, man. Nobody, uh, damn, okay. Okay. You can't leave out, uh, I boy. I might have to change out what you call if you don't pick this guy. Who you want to pick? Fred Van Fleet? <laughs> Shy Gilgis Alexander. Shy Gilgis SGA. Yeah, he'll point guard. Okay, yeah. so he's point guard. This shit over with. I thought he was a shooting guard. Yeah, that boy bad, man. You can have them lad three when you come like that. All right, <laughs> so we're going to do OLI just so we have them for the conversation. So we like, these niggas didn't make Bill Russell's NBA today, but I'm going to give them the <laughs> roster real quick. Luka Dante, oh, Los Angeles, what's a good team name? I'm going to say the city, you come up with a hypothetical team name, even the one we think we got a good one for. And then I'm going to hit you with the two players. Let me screenshot there for the uh, significant moments. These <laughs> It's gonna be fucked up. People in there ain't gonna have it out for me when I go out at the business. Why? Could you put Luca out there? Nah, because of the name I got. I got for their ass. Oh shit! All right, the Los Angeles <laughs> cosmetic surgeries. Choose Luca Doncic and Shea Gilgis Alexander, and the New York. <laughs> Uh, um, the New York Plaxicos, the New York <laughs> self mutilations choose Steph Curry and Darius Garland, Houston. Um, Houston Purple Drinks <laughs> and the Houston Purple Drinks brought to you by activists choose John Morant. <laughs> And Lonzo Ball. The Miami. Oh, Zoes. We got to keep that. The Miami Zoes choose LeBron James and Jamal Murray mm-hmm. as their point guards. And we take that to the Atlanta. <laughs> the Atlanta Tyler Perry's. <laughs> oh, man. The Atlanta House of Pains choose Kyrie <laughs> Irving and J. Rue Holiday. <laughs> and the Chicago 
That nigga said the Tyler Perry's. I ain't gonna let you do my city <laughs> like that. I choose the TV show the nigga had in Atlanta. He's about to say Medea's Family Christmas. <laughs> oh man, I just drew a horrible blank on uh, Chicago. Oh man. Oh, uh, the Chief Keeps. Oh man, I thought you was about to say the taste. The taste of Chicago. Choose. <laughs> The the Chicago Drill Team, the Chicago Chief Keefs, the Chicago Three Hundred. Oh shit! The Chicago Three Hundreds. The Chicago Three Hundreds. Bang, bang bang. The Chicago. I might write that down. That might be the team name for that. The Chicago Three Hundreds. The Chief Keefs. That shit heat p. The Chicago 300s choose Dame Lillard and De'Aaron Fox. Them two good-ass niggas to be on the Chicago 300s, <laughs> bruh. Bill Russell's NBA today. Give me some headlines. You heard it here first. And anybody else who duplicated, bastardizing, and doing the worst. And the Las Vegas CeeLo's. Choose LaMelo Ball and I wrote Las Vegas. I'm high as a kite. You put somebody in Las Vegas with that nigga, though. <laughs> I, I, uh, I wrote Las Vegas on God. I did. Let's see who we put out there. I think I chose the person. Oh, you did. Oh, oh I know. I know. Yeah. LaMelo Ball and Jaime Harden. <laughs> James Harden, man. I had to put the party boy out there. Steve-O! Shouts out to P for knowing he had to say that name. Hey! <laughs> and last but not least, the Utah ass. <laughs> Everybody in New York gonna be happy. They gonna be like, yeah, yeah, you had, this nigga had to make the, the NBA, but he on the right team. The Utah ass picked Chris Paul and Ice Trey Young. <laughs> Facts. You feel what I say? So who the OLI who would be uh the 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 free agents they pick up if people got injured, man? Who the point guards who didn't make the NBA just didn't make it? Russell Westbrook. Yeah, it's not in Bill Russell's NBA today. Triple double or not? That's a damn shame. But he wouldn't be not today. Yeah, today. Fuck um, what he done did today. He wouldn't be in Bill Russell's NBA. Uh, Jalen Bronson. <laughs> Who playing great ball? But he good enough to mention. As, yeah, as I feel like Vegas. I feel like he good enough to mention. I feel like he good enough to mention. And we just doing this so y'all understand. For y'all talking about these niggas who wouldn't have made the All Star game or who got snubbed, these the niggas getting snubbed out the league. The Kyle Lowry's, the Mike Connellys, the, the D'Angelo Russells. Y'all niggas not making the NBA. Josh Giddy. You out of here, Josh Giddy. Get your ass out there with Diddy. You hooping in New York at the Rucker. Reggie Jackson. Get the fuck out of here. Monty Morris. You out of here, dude. Kevin Porter Jr. Sorry. Markel Fultz. I'm glad you worked through that uh, stuff you worked through, but you was doing that shit at direct lead because your ass is not in Bill Russell's NBA today. You feel what I'm saying? I hate to say it. DeJounte ben Simmons. <laughs> ben Simmons. Yo, oh, ben Simmons, you fucking out of here, duck. Yeah, you ben Simmons, you are out of here, duck. 
Marcus Smart. <laughs> Marcus dumbass nigga, your ass out there in VA. It's my fault too, because I had the power to put you there. But I said, fuck you. You feel me? Middle finger, fuck you. And I hate to hurt y'all feelings and uh, tell you something bad and tell you that in Bill Russell's NBA today, you would be sitting at home on your ass. <laughs> but these are the facts. And understand that any of these groups of people we just told you would have to beat any of these other teams we're about to construct. 11 out of 13 years to be Bill Russell. And on that note, P, as I tell you something, hood, would you do me and the fans a favor, the community, and tell us something good? Yes, sir, man. Um, this is how it is. This one is going to be short but sweet. Uh, I recently played in a golf tournament on uh, MLK weekend, and I met this gentleman. He came all the way down here. Uh, I went to the 40 Acres Conference golf tournament. Um, this gentleman's put on an incredible, uh, incredible conference that is centered around um, providing kids with access to financial literacy and f- providing them with opportunities that they would not have otherwise had. And some gentlemen came all the way from Brooklyn to share his book called Freedom Runner. And I'm going to give you the rundown of this book. Um, the author is Paul C. Darden, a young brother. Uh, he is a he's a educator um, up in uh, New York. And he had this incredible idea and put it down on paper. And I haven't got the chance to dive into it, but I've like have read some of the reviews and like the reviews are fantastic. But the the back the backstory is Duante Elliott is making the best of his new life in school in New York City. He's coming into his own as a teenage as as a teenager. Duante's life has improved over the past six years as the wounds of his past begin to heal. It all changes when he leaves school to hang out with his best friend, Angel, Michael, and Isaiah. Duante's life transform when the impossible becomes possible. Lost, no friends, no family, and no idea how, if he can, return home. Duante has to fit, fit in for survival and decide who he can trust. He must overcome the challenges he faces, uncover the truth about how he became lost and embrace the power within. The truth will set him on an unforgettable journey and produce a hero from deep within. Duante Elliott will run for it for adventure, justice, love and freedom. And it's this young man who essentially time travels. And he as the story progresses, it tells you like how he possesses like his powers of like running through time and how he um how he ultimately gets back to home if he can. But uh the guy who I met the author and he had some like incredible artwork and so uh one of the pieces of artwork that he had was a classroom and there was a uh a teacher of color in front of a bunch of students and like on the students backs you see like the the flag of all of them are from different countries and on their back you see their country's flag and they are in a lab in a science lab and in science labs you always have a partner and so those all those countries the lab partner of the of, of each country were countries who are at conflict and so it was a very very interesting concept um 
So yeah, I'm interested in, in getting into this, but it's it's really cool because it's somebody who's writing, uh, we'll call it fiction um, for kids of, of color, man. So shout out to Paul C. Darden, and if you if you have the opportunity, pick up Freedom Runner, and that's something good, man. Getting the kids into the books, gang, gang, give me some books, hey, bullshit book club, gang, gang, B B. My bad to just laugh like that in the middle of the segment, even though the starter is LeBron James. I just thought about Jamal Murray being mad as fuck that he not starting in the NBA. He like, nigga, I'm, I drop in 50 a game in the playoffs. How the fuck am I not a starter? And then LeBron be playing like 34 minutes. That leave a nigga 10 minutes a game. <laughs> That's what Jamal I Jamal Murray getting 10 minutes in Bill Russell's <laughs> NBA today, bro. That's what I did in Utah. I don't think people understand that. <laughs> Jamal Murray getting 10 minutes. He getting 10. Whew. Man, we gonna we gonna we gonna change. We gonna give you some headlines. We gonna put them on their head. We gonna change whole narratives and conversations. In these conversations on wax over here, dropping nothing but facts into your ears. Understand that we gonna get to you clean. We gonna get to you like McDonald's Sprite. <laughs> we gonna get to your area of the week. It might be on a Friday or a Wednesday night, but trust and believe that we here give me some headlines. Gonna give you what you need and believe that it is always better to give than it is to receive. <laughs>